How could you tell Lynn about our most private moment? William, that was between us. That was sensitive and it was delicate and you had no right to tell anybody. Look, I'm sorry, okay? I was just so giddy about Lynn being a lesbian. I was practically speaking in tongues. Yeah, well, now the whole world is gonna know me as the O'Jags girl. I said I was sorry. No, I don't accept your apology, William, okay? And there's only one way to clear my name. You have to give me a second chance. Oh, I do not have that kind of time. Welcome to another installment of Oh Hell Yes, a Girlfriends Podcast. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. Today's episode is called Odds and Ends, whatever that means, written by Regina Hicks. The original air date is 9-26-2005, and no cold open. Still, we haven't reached the point where we got our cold opens. Um, but before we get into the episode, anything of the streets, anything of note? I know the Met Gala happened just this yesterday when we recorded, the day before we recorded. Shout out to Carisha being at the motherfucking Met Gala from City Girls. Gang, gang. I know that's right. Period. Uh, yeah, so, you know, her and her uh, her bestie were there. You know. You know, the the, the, the thing thing, the situation with, with Puff. I, yeah. I think they're just besties. I, I really believe that. <laughs> and I think because they're a boy and a girl, they're like, nah, they gotta be fucking or something. They could be fucking. Best friends, you know. Friends with benefits. But, yeah. um... I don't know yeah. if they go together real bad. I don't know. They go, they go together real bad. It's something. Because he... Did he eight date somebody famous that he didn't make famous since J-Lo? Holy fuck. Did you say he made J-Lo famous? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, Diddy hasn't dated someone famous that he didn't make famous since oh, J-Lo. Okay. So, J-Lo was the last person that he didn't make famous. Got you see it. what I'm saying? Got it. You see... I would never. Girl, J-Lo's an icon. I was let's, like, let's not do Miss Ms. Lopez like that. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. She, I, I'm, I still have a thing with her for, for how she um was singing over Ashanti vocals or non-singing. But. Well, uh, I don't... Listen, hot take. Ashanti knew about that. That She's I the first know. person I heard say it. She Ashanti knew? I, I don't know. know if she got I paid know. for it or what, but that's all her. She need to read the contracts. I don't know how that works. You know, but... um. <laughs> Nah, J- J- J-Lo's an icon. Friends should have show. Friends should have show. Um, Friend of the show, J-Lo. You know, come on through. You know, you and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you know if, it's a pairing. If you remember. Can, if you can't invite her if you don't invite Ben, it's one of those. <laughs> Listen, if y'all don't remember the pandemonium that Benifer caused in the 2000s, the sheer craziness, what yeah, a time. Yeah, it was, you know... That's what us millennials have. Uh, we got some perks. We got some perks. We got to see some things um, that a lot of people didn't see. They're seeing the part two. We saw part one and part two. So, right. That's Period. that's that's our uh, our privilege. But let's get into this episode. Speaking of spinning the block, let's get back into this uh, part two of this season premiere with Maya and Darnell. So since there's no cold open, it was just a recap of what happened last episode. We start out at the hotel in Vegas with uh, Maya and Darnell. He's watching hotel porn like it's the nightly news. Isn't that weird that people do that? I didn't know that was it's a thing. A f- very weird. 
Like, like they just sit and okay? watch it like it's their favorite show. Like it's like fucking Family Matters or something. It's very weird. Like, I don't know anyone personally that does it. Or maybe I don't know that they do it. But those of y'all who do that, tap in. What What are you getting out of that? Have you heard of dudes that do that with their niggas? Like, they'd be like, invite the guys over. And they'll just put on a porn and sit and oh, watch it like I've, like it's a movie night. I, I have my thoughts on that. Um, you know, they, they, they want to try that with their homeboys. Listen, it is 2023. Be yourself. He, she, they, them, gay, bi, lesbian, fluid, whatever you're into. Okay? But you niggas that do that, you know you're into something else. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was watching some true crime thing the other day, and some husband was doing that with his friends. Um, and I'm like, what do y'all get out of that? <laughs> what are y'all expecting to happen? Are y'all, like, it's, they act like they're watching the game. Y'all are all watching porn together with your boys. Like, not saying it's anything. If y'all are into that, whoever's listening who's into that, we're not judging. I'm just saying, it's not something I see a lot or hear about a lot. What's that? People usually watch things together as a bonding moment, right? With so, their partner, right? If you are watching this, especially such a sexual, such sexual content with another man... What does that mean? What else are you doing? Okay. Porn Twitter, tap in. Let us know. Is it weird? Is it weird to do that? Both ways. I I don't think anything is weird. I just think they need to be themselves. Yeah, don't don't do it and then act like it didn't happen the next day. Like like it's something else. What? No. Yeah. Not me. Nah. Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> um, but Shit. Maya comes out of the bathroom, and it's mentioned in a previous episode, she wants to move to Larchmont. I'm assuming that's a better neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. She mentions the schools are better and everything, but Darnell is not with it. He does mention previously that, oh, you want to be all up under Joan. This was a previous episode. Oh, you just want to move there to be all up under Joan, and, I, and that ain't going to happen but I think there's another reason. I think because maybe the houses are more expensive there, but Maya can't afford it, but he can't. And he doesn't want to be, he Ooh. wants to be the man in the relationship. He wants to be able to buy the house. Yes. He doesn't want to live in a house that Maya can just get. And that's his wife's paying for the majority of the house. He wants to be able to do, to wait and save money so that he can pay for a house in a lesser neighborhood. That's mm-hmm. what I think. I can see that. That seems on par with Darnell's personality for sure. And it's like, my thing is when niggas, especially when you know that she has friends who are supportive and who take care of the kids, that's her resources that you're asking her to move further away from. So if she moves further away, how the fuck the niggas going to help her take care of Jabubu? And also, when men say, yo, I don't want you living near your friends and being around your friends all the time, it's like, are you trying to isolate her so she won't have anybody to tell her that her decisions about you or whatever you're doing is wrong? Because you know that you ain't shit. And or isolate her so that if she does choose to leave, she doesn't have anywhere to go. Oh, shit. Because she done cut off all the rest of the... All, all the rest of the friends. So when she tried to pick up her phone and call Joan and Tony, Joan and Tony is like, um, 
Bitch, I ain't heard from you in like six months. The fuck you want? Girl, bye. Oh, damn. That's some like low-key gaslighting shit. Yes. That is a classic abusive tactic. When you got a nigga who's who's too invested in having you away from your community, your friends, your close family members, whoever those people are that have your back, that's a red flag. Oh, man, Maya is in hell. She (laughs) is in hell. And, you know, this is the worst. Like, you know, she keeps mentioning the thing with Jabari. She, She wants him to keep his room. And Darnell's just sticking to his position. He's all, like, just being a dick. Look, his ass is moving to the couch. And and why you got to come out the bathroom with all this drama? We're supposed to be here enjoying our honeymoon. My idea of a honeymoon is not doing what Darnell wants to do. Well, what does Maya want to do? Maya wants to buy a house in Largemont and let Jabari keep his room. Well, since that ain't happening, what else does Maya want to do? <laughs> and it's like that nightmare I, I have of you marry this guy and then the next day... The day after the fucking wedding, he want to show out and be the person that you didn't know that he was. And you've already married this dude. And he wants to act like this the day after. Was she going to go back and be like, actually, guys, I'm getting a divorce. You know how embarrassing that could be? Maybe that's not. Maybe that's embarrassing, embarrassing for me. But no, nah, that's 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 kind of embarrassing. I ain't going to hold you. That's why but- it's just best to just stay out the whole marriage thing, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. But also my thing is Maya. So y'all got a divorce. It's been about, what, maybe two years-ish, give or take. That's what they're saying. Mm -hmm. A year and a half. So why would you marry the same person without knowing them again, like dating them? Making sure they're not going to repeat those things that you broke up with them the first time for. Yeah. Like, she's all caught up in lust. But I mean, y'all have always been attracted to each other. You're two attractive people. So that's... That's that's a given. We know y'all have sex. Y'all have a whole fucking son. Y'all were married. That's a given. So it's like she's caught up in just like the lust and the thrill of it. But baby, you have to come home to this nigga every day. Like, let's talk about logically, logistically, how that's going to look like for you moving forward, especially now that you are someone who is making a substantial amount of money. Someone who is more established. How does that fit in with him? Yeah, and is he okay with that? You know? Mm-hmm. This type of dude that Darnell is, he wants to be the man. He wants to be the breadwinner. He wants to be the one bringing in the big paycheck. Y'all gotta talk about that, too. I don't even think anybody mm-hmm. talked about that. Y'all are talking about buying houses and shit, but y'all aren't talking about the real problem. Why mm-hmm. can't you? Buy, why can't I buy a house in this neighborhood? Why don't you want me to? I, I, and she sounds like the way she presented it is that she's always had this dream. Like, I have this plan. I want to move to Larchmont. And this is what mm-hmm. we're going to do. So she knows she has the, the money to pay for it. She just wants to know if he's coming along or if he agrees. And he's stopping her without giving her a reason why. Yeah. And it's also like, do you have that big of an ego that you would rather stay in the ghetto just because you're paying for it than live somewhere else that's nicer for you and your family and your kids. And L.A. ghetto is another type of ghetto. Like, the niggas shoot on the spot. You feel me? So, I don't, like, is it that serious? Some men think it's that serious, yeah. They'll stay in the ghetto with the roaches 
if it means that I mean, you don't got to tell your business, but if you you get the new house, they'll be like, dang, Darnell, you working at the body shop. Like, how you had enough money to pay for this? Mm. Oh, that's Maya. Maya, um, you know, she's a she's an author now. She's a published author. So she kind of mm. she kind of helped majority with the down payment or something like that. And he don't want his boys peanut in them to know that he going to feel like mm-hmm. less of a man. Mm. This is the problem with these whole gender roles and, and placing this on people young and teaching kids this. And there's a lot that this is a whole that's a whole psychology podcast is what that is. But and also, Darnell, if you're so gung ho on being the provider, then why don't you be the motherfucking provider? And um, I don't know what you need to do at that body shop to start making more money, maybe start advertising yourself to more high-end clientele. I don't know what the fuck you need to do. Start. I don't know how that works. Mm. I, I don't know. Start fixing fucking Porsches instead of Toyotas. I don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> but, like, some shit. <laughs> however, yeah. however that works, let us know. But, like, instead of blaming her for actually or fulfilling her, her dream or punishing her, right? Villainizing her for being successful and for fulfilling her dreams, then maybe you should put that energy into, you know, leveling up yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next scene because it pretty much just ends there with Darnell keeping his bitch assness going and Maya storms out. And we get to, to Joan's house. She's making cookies. They zoomed in on the cookies. They zoomed in on her cookies. Is that a metaphor? I don't know. But it was a cool shot, though. It was a really nice, artfully done shot where they pan out and then you see Lynn walking into the house. And Lynn's kind of upset because her friends ain't paying attention to her. She's talking about y'all niggas don't understand what a SOS is. I got married to a girl and y'all don't even blink an eye at that. Ah, 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 ah. And Joan is like, well, I mean, you fucked women before, so... And then Lynn is like, yeah, I fucked them, but, like, I wouldn't, like, marry them. And then Joan is like, well, bitch, how am I supposed to know that when you fucked women before, right? That's a good point. So Lynn is just like, I think she's so used to being coddled by her friend group and taken care of, especially by Joan and probably, like, to a lesser extent, Tony, since those are the two bitches that got bred in a group. So I think she's just like, huh? Oh, my God, what's going on? I'm not the, the baby anymore. Like There's a new baby. That's why they know this. Yeah. And everybody got shit going on. Maya got her thing. Tony just had a baby. Joan going through whatever, whatever with William. So they ain't got time for your shenanigans, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, when, when Joan was like, I don't know what you are. And I'm like, oh, so that's why. They just assumed this was par for the course. Like... Ah, it's just Lynn with a woman and she's doing this eccentric thing. I mean, she was dating an ugly nigga last season. So they're like, well, you just go for whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, what's like, I don't, I don't know. Lynn ain't got no type. I ain't got no type. Hey. She so, doesn't. Yeah. She really doesn't. But <laughs> um, she makes, so I don't know. Lynn kind of, kind of made some points. She said, so Joan's like, you've been with women. She's like, well, I've been with vegetables. That doesn't make me a salad. And I'm like, well, first off, you ain't been with vegetables sexually, I'm sure, because that would be crazy. Right. But, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Or has she? Who knows? With this you girl. know what? Yeah, you can't rule nothing out. Maybe a I carrot mean, or a cucumber. Cucumbers? I don't know, oh, my God. <laughs> but 
She's like, being a lesbian is an emotional and spiritual connection. I mean, sure, if I saw Jennifer in a bar and I thought she was hot, I'd probably do her. But marry her? That's crazy! <laughs> so, basically she's saying, if I fuck with women, I ain't, I ain't gay because I don't want to marry her. Is that how it works? No, that's no. the rules. That's not how it works, Lynn. I mean, think no. about it. If you flip it and you was dating this dude who's like, <laughs> I fuck with niggas, but like, I ain't gay because I don't want to marry none of them. But I do, I do fuck with niggas. <laughs> what would you say to that? That remind me of that episode of Insecure. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy. Well, that guy was like, he was like, I did some shit back in college. He wasn't, it wasn't like a thing he continuously did. He wasn't still doing it as far as he said. I mean, that's still a side eye, though. I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, he, yeah. with Lynn, Lynn's like, I do fuck with women, but I don't want to marry one. No, nah, you're by. I'm feeling, yeah, you're some kind of queer. It's somewhere yeah. on the spectrum. Yeah. Because. You're bi. And you just happen to fuck with niggas more. And it's the right, same thing. Right. If a nigga has said that, he's he's bi. He just happens to fuck with women more. Right, right. Definitely. So, Joan asks, why, even, why do you want to marry her at all? And then she goes into the whole story about saving her life and all that shit. And then, you know, Lynn pretty much fixes her own problem. She figures out what she wants to do to fix this. And she decides that she's going to go home and end it with Jennifer. And then she tells Joan, uh, you know, you and Jennifer could get together. And the whole ouch-ouch thing wouldn't be a problem for her. And I was like, oh, my God, Lynn. Oh, Lynn. You did not just William tell. shouldn't have told her. He was out of line. Oh, God. I was like, oh, my God. So then... Joan screams and William hears it all the way over at Skia. Well, I don't think he hears it. He just feels a disturbance in the force, he says. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we're back at the hospital. Tony's trying to get Morgan to latch on for breastfeeding. She's not. She's instead falling asleep. And Tony's scared that the baby's going to starve. Mm-hmm. In the hospital? Girl, <laughs> they ain't going to let the baby starve in the hospital. She might die from some other shit, but not, not that. Ah! <laughs> like, come on now. Um, so Todd takes the baby for a sec. I'm like, what you finna do, Todd? The fuck right. you finna... <laughs> right. right. You gonna, you gonna try to see if you got milk? Todd, what's going on? So he just takes the baby and starts rocking her in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the rocking chair. And Tony sees this and starts to second guess the divorce. We can't get a divorce. What? Maybe I was just scared. Or maybe it's that, that postpartum thingy, like you said. Or maybe I'm angry that you weren't here for the birth. Or maybe it's some weird delayed reaction to the fact that you're short. I don't know. So now you think we should stay together? How can we possibly think about a divorce when we have a baby to raise? That's what I was saying. I guess it just finally sank in. Mm. <sighs> we cannot take steps backward. Mm-hmm. Tony. And Todd's like, you know, what's funny. I've been sitting here thinking about how much I admire you for your honesty and your courage. But we don't belong together. So now they switch positions on that, on that divorce thing. This is the kind of thing where it's like the writers are, I don't like when writers write us backward, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't like shit like that. Especially when forward is the best way to go. Like we are rooting for her to go with with this divorce and she's going backward and it's not something that's good to watch. It feels repetitive. I don't know. Not my thing. Mm-hmm. But Todd mentions if they're going to be together, they have to uh, want to be together 
and they have to learn to communicate with each other. So speaking of couples who can't communicate, back in Vegas, Maya's having a drink at a bar with a random dude. She's telling all her business about Darnell. And he's the kind of dude, I think we talked about this in an early episode, episode where you know a guy that you meet at a bar or something and you tell them something and they just agree with everything like mm-hmm. that you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they just repeat what you say? Damn, I'm sick. Yeah, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling type sick too. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you trying to get out of this? Like, like that's just he's, no depth at all. Just terrible. This nigga trying to agree himself into some panties. They're in Vegas, <laughs> so he probably just met that's them. That's true. And it's just, that's what he's trying to do, child. <laughs> and he knows that she's married, so he's like, I don't give a fuck. He knows the only time he cares is when Darnell walks up. Then he cares. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, I know she married. We good. But she's telling all this stuff and she's like, gotta be his way. Gotta have the final word. Oh, he's a final word, brother. (laughs) I love him. I do. But I'm not going to just roll over and play wifey. Oh, he's a play wifey brother. You know what the problem is? The problem is I married him when I was a teenager and he still treats me like one. Like, like I don't have an opinion or my own feelings. Like I haven't grown or accomplished anything. I mean, I'm a published author. And Darnell walks up and gets mad because she's talking to this guy instead of him. And she's like, dang, Darnell, I'm just talking. And he walks over to the guy. He's like, hey, hey, you hard of hearing, dog? Is that why she all up on you? And he's like, nah, I ain't even like that. I know she married. And Darnell says, well, that don't mean nothing to her. I was like, you know what? Can't argue with that. Darnell, you know what? A broken clock is right twice a day. Darnell doing all that. She never even fucked this nigga. Like, hey, young, uh, it's Vegas. What happens in Vegas? She never. Well, I'm talking about the one that he keep on oh, low key bringing up. Yeah, Maya, you did all that. You should have just fucked him for all of that. She should have. Like, she should have. <laughs> if it was just gonna be the same result, she should have just got right. her, got hers and just moved on with it. He was like weird though. He was fucking. Yeah, he was kind of crazy. Was, I ain't gonna hold you. That's yeah. like some. Yeah, fatal attraction shit. shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Darnell says, "Maya, I ain't get back in this marriage for you to cheat on me." And start arguing, and she does the whole, "I'm not 16 anymore. I'm not gonna follow all your word like it's gospel." And she calls him controlling. Everything we know about this guy, she basically just tells him. This is news to him too. He looks very surprised to hear this information. Me mm. controlling, Darnell? Oh my god, that's the lack of self awareness. Well, it could be that a lot of people are too afraid to tell him that because of his personality and the way he lashes out at people. Or he's hanging around a lot of yes people just in general, you know, hanging out with your boys all the time. You're always right because your boys ain't finna tell you you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, oh, you want me to shut the hell up? Is that the kind of man you want? And then he starts sassily repeating this phrase. What's the phrase? <laughs> Remember? Does he say yes, ma'am, or something? Whatever you want, dear. That's not what I meant, Darnell. Whatever, dear. Stop it! Whatever, dear. We should have never come here. Whatever, dear. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. dear. And he's, like, moving his neck. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh-uh, that's Pack him up, sass. ship him out. Fucking <laughs> annulment for two, please. Annulment for two. Thank you. Uh-uh. No. Um. No. And yes, Darnell, we would like you to shut the fuck up and start screaming 
and stop screaming because you be screaming when you be talking. Like he does. Uh, what? 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 And it just be some regular shit. Like I'm gonna go to the store. I'm gonna go to the store. Yeah. I'm about some milk. <laughs> like it's just like yo, why you even gotta be yelling about <laughs> that shit? Like kind of like you to sh- <laughs> Yeah, like listen to your tone. Fucking hear yourself. That's the type of nigga you record and you re- you play it back. Listen to you. Listen to how you sound. This is this is you. Nah, this is fucking you. I ain't, I ain't alter it or nothing. This ain't no AI bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, people that talk, their natural voices screaming, tapping. Why y'all be so loud? Ah <laughs> oh, god, I have no idea. But that whatever, dear. She's like, that's not what I meant. They're not, whatever, dear. Yes, dear. Bitch, go. You know what? I'm going to head back to L.A. You can lose my number. Lose my <laughs> fucking number. So they both walk off in separate directions. And we are at Lynn's apartment. And so is William. He's talking to Jennifer. And Lynn's not there yet. But he's there on the couch talking to Jennifer because he's a fucking creep. And he's trying mm-hmm. to get in good with her, I guess, so he can watch them fuck or whatever. Like, why them? Of all the, you got money, go pay somebody. William don't want to pay. I mean, he paid for pens. Exactly, then 5K pens. I think it's something that has more to do with, like, ego. Like, you know, a lot of niggas have an issue with just straight up paying for sex. Because mm. it's like, oh my God, I have to pay. they rather try to take someone out and then try to coerce them into sex, someone who they know or who they've met. It's very weird. Like it's a, um, like they feel low that they have to even pay for it. Like that's like, that's the only way they can get it almost. Yeah. Even though what they're pretty much saying is they're paying for it. When you say, oh, well, I took you to this place. So what's up? I mean, that's, that's, that's That's the same thing. Yeah, like when you take them out, when you take a girl out to dinner because you think that if you pay for an expensive dinner, then you're t- entitled to yes. have them later. You're basically paying for that. Yeah, like that's, that's a payment. Yeah. <laughs> so William, William wants to see these two girls fuck because he's a creep. And I think also because he's probably, he slept with Lynn before too. Yeah. So that's definitely a reason. Yeah. So, by the way, he was, Jennifer said she saw him lurking in the bushes, didn't know if he knew Lynn at all, just brought him in the house, and then asked Lynn when she got there. That's definitely some white woman shit, like, I have no natural predators, so I can just be reckless and invite men into the house, (laughs) and then not be afraid, like, yeah, yeah, guy lurking in the bushes, oh, you know, you know Lynn, oh, come on in. Especially a big ass nigga like William, like bitch, he could have chopped your ass up. Oh, he could have been killed you. Ooh, girl, the fuck wrong with you? So Lynn sees them when they come home. When she comes home and kicks William out, and Jennifer's like, "Oh, he's nice. Is he gay?" And I'm like, "I mean, depending on who you ask, (laughs) depending on who you ask, really." But Lynn says, "Uh." He's about as gay as I am, which... So what is that, like 30%? That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a good amount. Yeah, that's that's pretty gay. That's pretty gay. So Lynn tries to confess the truth about what's really been going on and why she has been 
um, keeping Jennifer at the house and stringing her along about this marriage. She tries, but then Jennifer kind of senses it and she's like, oh my God, you're leaving me. Just like my mother did. I'm like, didn't you say your mama died? You said in last episode that she died. Anyhow. Yeah, unless she means like left her from this earth. Symbolically, yeah. She could mean that. But then yeah. it's like, the way she said it, no, because she said it in a way that's like her mother had a choice to leave her. Like, everybody leaves me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So she's like, uh, you think I'm worthless too, as if her mom thought that or something. So she goes and says, oh, I'm going to take a bath. Can I borrow your toaster? And that's when Lynn's like, okay, no, actually, she starts to backtrack. She suggests they go to Hawaii to get mm. married to Maui. I'm like, Lynn don't got no money, so how are you getting to Maui? And bitch, Hawaii is expensive. The fuck? Hmm. I mean, I she, guess you just, it's just another lie to get her and not kill herself. So. Child, she gonna borrow that money from Joan or William. Lynn got a lot oh, of rich friends. That's why she be getting away what? with the shit that she be doing. William. That's crazy, though. She got Lynn, William. No, she got... No, Lynn has William, Joan, and Tony. And by slight extension, Todd. Right? Slightly. Well, well I mean, Todd has an income, but, you know, he got that debt, so... Yeah, mm. I mean... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a free doctor visit here or there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, that that adds up, you know? So, she's in a great situation to be a moocher. Like, I don't think anybody could mm-hmm. luck up on a situation this good. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. you look at... You, you've seen Harlem, Angie. Yes. Yes. Quinn and Ty got millions access. Yeah. And they've known each other since I forgot since how college. That, since college, college, yeah. And and Lynn too, see? That's why That's they what, say college is the land of networking. I'm yeah, you meet you. your husband and you meet your best friends. You meet your rich <laughs> best best friends that are gonna be doctors and lawyers pretty soon. Yeah, so yeah, all yeah. you people in college, hey, start right now. Start now. <laughs> so next we're the J spot. Jones confronting William about telling her business about the whole ooch ouch thing. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just so giddy about Lynn being a lesbian. I'm like, that's an excuse. So that excuses you from telling her shit to telling her business. But you think Jones is going to be like, oh, okay, it's cool. Never mind. All right, fine. So Jones upset about that, that the whole world's going to know she's an ooch ouch girl. And she wants to clear her name. She says there's only one way to do that. She wants a second chance. And William's mm. like, no, no. I would rather just preserve the last shred of respect I have for you. <laughs> last shred of respect? He tried it. He absolutely tried it. And I like that, what she came back with, because that's exactly what I was thinking ever since the last episode. It's like, I think that there's so much... There's so much misogyny built into everything that we have learned, especially as it c- pertains to like sex, sexual health, orgasms, etc. Maybe if the nigga hurts, that means that you are not wet enough, which means that you have not been aroused enough. So he needs to figure out how to arouse you so that y'all can do what you want to do. So this whole ooch ouch thing, and they're like trying to villainize her for being uncomfortable because of what he has in her body. The fuck? Y'all okay. gotta be fucked up. That's a good point. Um, and also, 
lube, lube works, right? Get some KY, make it happen. But let's play devil's advocate. Can I do that? We, am I allowed to yeah. play devil's advocate? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so let's say the roles were reversed. He couldn't get hard, and he went and blamed it on her. Is that just? Because she couldn't get him aroused enough. Because men like to do that. They'll do that. They'll yeah, be like... When, when can a nigga not get hard? Niggas get hard from, from wood. Men be... It could be anything. It could be a medication. It could be alcohol. Too much alcohol. It could be... Erectile dysfunction happens for all kinds of stuff. You got hit in the, in the, in the junk too much growing up during sports. That's why they got, um, they got uh, Viagra and Cialis. Okay, but you are listing all of these side reasons, right? Okay. Joan doesn't have any side reasons. She's perfectly healthy and fine. She don't got whatever an erectile dysfunction, right. whatever that equivalent, is, right. in, in equivalent. So there's no other reason to blame. Okay. I was just wondering, because you know how men be. I've heard stories on TV of men blaming women because they can't get hard, but a woman can't let a man or I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like, you know, it's just it has to work. It don't it doesn't have to work both ways. It's always the man's fault. It's always his fault. But I'm just I mean, not always, but a lot of the times. Yeah, we should always Mm. blame it on him. (laughs) We should always. It's never our fault. We should never own up to that. Yes. Rule number one. Always blame the man. Um, oh, they go this. They have this back and forth where she says, uh, you know, she blames it on him, and she says, "You don't get to the World Series just because you got a big bat. You need technique, buddy. You need skills." No, Joan. With you, I would need the jaws of life. You wouldn't know wet in the shower. Kiss my ass. I William. tried that. It didn't work. Oh, wow. Well, if you tried that and it didn't work, then... Uh, he was kissing asses, too. Well, damn. If that didn't work, I don't know. That tells you <laughs> what you need to know. But moving on to the one-liners, she continues to say, I don't know how you voted for Bush because you don't know anything about one. And he says, at least the one I voted for knows how to screw somebody. I guess mm. that's, a, yeah, that's a good one. And then she starts laughing. They both start laughing. And he apologizes. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he, nah. if he means it. That's the shit he be going around. He going around telling my motherfucking business, bitch. The fuck wrong with you? Who said I wanted Lynn to know that shit? Before somebody be like, oh, well, they're friends. Doesn't fucking matter. She didn't yeah. tell Lynn. That's true. I think sometimes he just be telling Lynn stuff because he wants to get in with her and her wild sex life. So he just be giving her information that's like currency. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. You give me I information, I, I give know. you. Mm, I guess. Yeah. So they do the whole, you know, I guess we're better as friends thing. It's the same as last season. They've been saying this for a, a while now. It's their greatest hits. It's their number one with a bullet. She says, you know, I was really hoping that you were the one, William. Cause I don't want to go back out there, and I'm like, damn. Mm. Can you imagine having to go back out into that dirty pool of fucking. Mm. The dating pool got piss in it. Got mm. piss and sometimes a little few uh, logs in there too. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. That's why people spend in the block. Yeah, they're going back to to uh, clean up seas and Ashanti. 
Janet and JD, right? What's going Janet on? Janet and I don't know. They said hey, the Mercury still in mesh retrograde, so if they happy, uh, you know, as long y'all gotta make sure that it ain't the same shit. They ain't the same person that you broke up with, though. This is all Maya and Darnell all over again. It's crazy how this landed. This episode landed around the time this was all happening. Like our discussion oh my landed God, around yes. the time it's happening in real life. That's the universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. The art is imitating yeah. life, or the life is imitating art. Whatever. Listen, you cannot go back to the same nigga without knowing if that nigga has changed. Go back to why I broke up. If that is still a prominent issue, it's going to bring the same results. What that nigga said, um, crazy, it's expecting to do the same shit. And expect- Insanity. Insanity. Insanity is doing yes. the same thing and expecting a different result. Yeah, shout out to, to whoever whoever said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to that nigga um and also like you know i ain't trying to i'm just trying to give everyone the best advice here but william says this line i was banking on you being my soulmate if you're not going to be my soulmate then maybe one doesn't exist for me mm. you know finding one person to be your everything is like finding a needle in a haystack it's a you're gonna lot. have to settle in a lot of aspects you're gonna have to, you're not gonna find you know it's like hitting the lottery and hitting all the numbers. That's rare. It's like one in a billion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's also like, why would you want one person to be your everything? Like, there's nothing else where, like, we would want that one thing to do so many different functions without compromising on something. So it's like, yo nigga don't really need to be your best best friend. Like, he's supposed to be your friend, but... You don't got friends? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're going to have to settle in some aspect. Like, if you have, like, a list of ten things, he's you'll probably find a guy that hits on, like, six or a partner at all. And mm-hmm. you're just going to be like, well, I can take or leave those things. Like, you have to decide, is it worth it to, like, just be like, fuck it, I can leave those things behind? Or do you want to spend your life looking for someone who hits all ten of those points mm-hmm. and that's why i say everyone look into being polyamorous <laughs> you can find three niggas that fit you know that one dude will hit three and the other dude will hit four of them and the other dude will carry the other three i mean some of y'all poly already and you don't even know it <laughs> <laughs> but you know Finding your spending your whole life finding one person to fit every single thing on the list, ah, that might not be a you might be waiting yeah. forever. Some people wait their whole lives. What's your top three? What's your top five dead or alive? Okay. Let's focus on that. Dead or alive. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yo, 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 hone in on what's what's important. But I do think that um damn, that's sad to think. He said if Joan isn't his his soulmate, then he doesn't have one. I mean, I also think that your soulmate, and this might be a controversial take, but it may not be in a romantic form, you know? Your Good soulmate point. can be a best friend. It can be a sibling that you're ridiculously close to. Y'all are twin flames it could be it could even be a parent you know yeah so i think that um 
we need to like redefine putting so much pressure and it's so much pressure too on that other person like to have the person has to be here everything and, and that means like, they can't change either they have to stay that so you yeah. can't even evolve as a person because if you evolve too much that would turn your partner away who who fell in love with the person who had those 10 listings you know in yeah. their personality and that's a lot that's a lot of pressure that's why marriage um you know fuck marriage yeah put you in a box it's you better can't to... <laughs> It's better to come I'm anti everything. <laughs> like, you know, that type of shit. Just like, cause I'm the kind of person I have, I change a lot. I change my mind a lot. And I just couldn't imagine that I'm the same person one year. If I get married, I'm the same person in that first year that I am in year five or 10. Right. And I'm expected to be that same person. I, I can't, I'm evolving all the time. Right. Talk to me. Nice. Right, exactly. You know? so, exactly. That's my that's my thing. But if y'all, you know, look into that, y'all do some Googles, do your Googles, and get information on uh, Polly and all that shit. Could be <laughs> and, it could be the compartmentalize. Thing. Y'all can have different people for different things. Like it's okay. Like yeah, you talking about your nigga is your best. You gonna take that nigga shopping? Hey, some you, people do. You, you, you gonna, gonna take him to the nail salon? You gonna take him on a girl's trip? You you gonna text him and ask him, oh my god, what's going on with my body, my pH balance, my period, my da 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 You gonna text him that shit? Well, not all best friends talk like that. No, I'm talking about, like, let's say if you have something going on with, like, your body oh, and your, your body period, and you someone wanna... else might right. have insight on that. You know what I mean? So, I gotcha. Like, like advice and stuff. Yeah, like, girl... With form other <laughs> other forms of relationships, I promise you. And that way, if God forbid anything happens with that nigga, you're not looking like boo boo the fool, and you're not completely lost yeah. because he wasn't you're right. Absolutely everything because you, you know? put everything on that one guy, and then now he he did or something, and you <laughs> by yourself, and you don't got nobody because that was your everything. Fuck, exactly. that's scary shit. That's horror movie. That's social thriller, social horror movie shit. Like Jordan Peele type writing. Oh, yes. Come, let's shout out to Jordan Peele, friend to the show. Um, you know, yes. we have some ideas here that I think a person of your magnitude with your resources can really bring to life. So we take meetings, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm. Hit us up. We'll, we'll talk off air about it. <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> like he's listening right now. Um, so back at the hospital. <laughs> We see um, Todd and Tony. Todd's in her bed. Do you remember the scene? Is that normal? Yeah. No, it's not. Like, he's, like, in her bed. Bitch, did you give birth? Like, what the fuck? Weird. So they yeah. bring the baby back in after they, because uh, the baby had jaundice. So they had to, like, treat her for jaundice. And uh, they are they are with the baby. They bring her in. Did the baby look darker to you? Yeah. They just don't know. They do. they switching out babies, child. You know, it's it's something where I forgot what the rule was, but if when you have kids who are really really that young, like babies, they can't have them on set for more than like an hour or something. I don't know what the what the rule is, but like they gotta keep switching them out. Like, okay, we'll get five white babies or mm-hmm. five black babies. Keep the color consistent. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you five biracials babies or whatever. Yeah, that's five what I thought biracial. too. Like y'all should have babies on, 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 on standby. Yeah, you know? come on now. Yeah. So they look at the baby. They see Morgan, and they're like, "Oh, Morgan!" And um, the, I think Todd's the one that look up, looks up, and says, "We did good, didn't we?" No, I think that's Tony. I saw something she would say, and he says, "Morgan's the best thing we, we will ever do together." Mm. and they kind of look at each other and they continue the scene and did you notice that the actor who plays Todd, Jason Pace I swear he has his finger in the baby's mouth (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice that the whole scene, his finger his pinky finger is in the baby's mouth now I don't know if this is his baby (laughs) I don't know how that works with babies on set Uh -uh. that's an actor baby yeah. With actual parents. Maybe the parents were like, yeah, as long as your finger's clean, go ahead and put it in the baby's mouth. But yeah, wash that shit first. But that still, that's was nasty. like, yo, that ain't your baby. Why you got your finger in the baby's mouth? I don't know. That's, and some and uh, actors tap in. I, I love seeing good acting and I love to see things look real. But is this what they do? Is this just acting or am I tripping? Cause or is it completely unnecessary? Weird. Yeah yeah i don't don't know that's weird but they finally agree in this scene that divorce is the best for them and morgan so then we're back in vegas at the hotel room maya's crying at the foot of the bed there's a song called give and take by kina 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 playing it's a it's a whole little it's a little montage of them being sad Mm. darnell's in the car looking sad hopefully thinking about his shitty personality and how he's been treating Maya. Then we cut back to Maya. She gets a knock at the door of the hotel room and we get a, a note under the door and she reads it and laughs and it's Darnell at the door. She opens it. Now, in this scene they mention he gave her that same note in 11th grade and he says a week after that you were pregnant. I thought she was 16 when you got, when you had Jabari. Uh. Mm-hmm. There's a few like they things. Got the, they got the years off, right? A little bit. Yeah. And then I think another episode earlier in the series, she says that she was pregnant during grad night. You're not yeah. 16 when you go to grad night. You're 17, 18. I think that they just be throwing out these lines. As long as they in high school, high school child, lines. Gonna do. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, well, you were, you were, you were a freshman when you got pregnant. Next season. <laughs> It was in grad school. We had Jabari. Next, <laughs> next, next season. You know, sophomore, whatever. Basically, the gist of the whole thing is we were teens, teens we, in high school, we were young yes. teens. <laughs> and so, um, uh, Darnell comes up with an idea, you know, as to how they can try to keep this marriage on track. Darnell wants to date. He wants to date. Isn't that what I? It's actually lovely. I'm I'm like, who told you that? Who who he talked to? Who gave him that advice? Cause I know he ain't come with that shit on his own. Yeah, he got that know. shit from, from from some somebody in Vegas. He called Big Mama and told yeah. her what was going on. And she was like, You know what you need to do, baby. You know what you need to do. Y'all need to date again. Cause I, mm-hmm. I he ain't come up with that on his own. Come on. Darnell, no. That that mm-hmm. that is way too much uh a linear mature Maturity. thinking. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> not that that close to you behaving the way you were like two days ago uh-uh. yeah it was just no. you were just acting crazy in a casino not too long ago so what happened how you got this clarity that that quick 
<laughs> so he he suggests it, and he says, "Can't survive another divorce from you, Maya." Now, hey, I'm not I'm not trying to tell you how it has to be. I just think we owe it to ourselves to do whatever we can to make this work. And I love I love how he's like, "I'm not trying to tell you what to do." He keeps trying to be like, "I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm suggesting that we should do this. I'm not trying to tell you." Because mm-hmm. he heard the whole, you're controlling, you tell me what to do. So he's trying to pull that back. He's trying to turn over a new leaf. Good. And he's trying to give her, he's trying to give her autonomy. He's giving her choices. Is that okay with you, Maya? Are you all right with that? So I think that's good too. That's really nice. Yeah. Change of behavior. Finally, I'm tired of you yelling. See how long it sticks. Right. <laughs> Can we get it? Can we get you back to LA like this? Do we got to wrap you in bubble wrap? Do we what do we got to do? So we find out the note says, will you be my girlfriend? Yes, no, or maybe. And Maya chooses. Maybe. The fuck? She yeah, she's like, bitch. Be out here making the wrong decision again. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was too easy last time. We ain't finna, we ain't finna do that. So mm. then we move on to the final, final scene. All the girls are at the hospital, and Joan's laying in the bed this time. I'm like, it's dirty. Y'all dirty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you got your outside clothes on the hospital bed. I don't like that. Maybe I'm tripping, but I don't think I'm tripping. No. And it may be just like, I don't know if it's just the New York thing, because we we take a lot of public transportation, and we yes. always sit in on wherever, wherever the fuck. But I absolutely cannot have my house clothes sitting on my bed. I don't even like my house clothes really sitting on the couch. Like, yeah. for real, for real. It's so, a different life. Yeah, like, when I see these other shows and they just be, like, chilling on the bed with their clothes on. Like, like I be seeing them come from school and shit yeah. in a lot of these shows. And then the friend would just be chilling on the bed, like, laying there with the same clothes they was at when it was in school. And I had to get out of that New York mindset. I'm like, oh, they might have walked to school or... You know, they're sitting in the same chair that they usually do or mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I feel you. I, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in Florida where it's different. We don't take public transportation. You're in a car. You're in the same car. You get out of school. You you get in the car. You drive up to your door and you get in the house. So sitting on the couch with your clothes on or whatever isn't that big of a deal. But New York, when you're on the train and you're bumping up against strangers, you're bumping up against the doors Bums. Your, uh, the poles, bums trying to touch you because they want money, like mm-hmm. that type of shit. Like New York's a whole nother rule set. Like all the rules are different. Mm-hmm. So it might be that you know we're seeing it through the lens of a New Yorker as opposed to someone in LA who's not keen on doing public transit a lot. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, it's stuff falling from the ceiling in the subway. There's leaks and. <laughs> Stuff from the, rats fucking pissing on your head. I don't know, yeah, man. Fucking benches. Oh, girl. The benches. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody sits on the benches. I heard you're not supposed to sit on the benches, but sometimes you gotta. I mean, when you when you when you come when in tired. and you yeah, and you got and the shit want to say fifteen minutes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta just you just gotta figure it out when you get home just take your clothes right. off in the doorway just fucking... spray your shit with Lysol child when you get home <laughs> so um 
Joan's getting all caught up on everybody's marriage situations. Um, looks like everybody's either married or about to get divorced or engaged. So, damn, except for Joan. So let me get this straight. Uh, Tony, you are still married to Todd. Yes, but we're getting a divorce. <laughs> and Lynn, you are in a committed relationship with a lesbian. No, actually, I'm in a relationship with a lesbian that needs to be committed. <laughs> and, and Maya, you married Darnell again. Yeah, yeah, but we're only dating. <laughs> right, so as screwed up as all of your relationships are, you still have more than me. <laughs> but they don't, though, Joe. Like, you don't want that situation, Joan. You don't want don't none want of these situations, really. Like, well, knowing oh, Joan, no. she would love to be somebody's wife, regardless of what the circumstances are. Like, <laughs> girl, oh, girl is just had a baby with a man she's gonna divorce. Do you want that? No. Um, the next one is playing fake lesbian because <laughs> the fuck. Do you want that? No. The next one, she's just trying to make it work because she got a kid with the nigga. At the end of the day, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, if we really want to talk and keep it a hundred, um, Joan, please. Yeah. So that's the end of our episode. Next is the oh hell yes moment. What's what's yours? My oh hell yes moment. I think it's obvious. Is when Darnell came back, checked himself, and said that they should date before. I mean, it's a little too late. They should have done that before they actually got married. But, hey, listen. Yeah. Rather late than never, you know. And right. started watching his tone and stopped trying to treat Maya like a child, you know. And tell her what yeah. to do. So that's my oh hell yes moment. Hopefully it sticks. That, that you know what? That's a really good one. I don't know how I missed that one. But, you know, some niggas never change. At least he's trying. So <laughs> that's good for him. Good on them. My oh hell yes moment is when John tells William, kiss my ass. He goes, well, I tried that and it didn't work. <laughs> that was cute. Because I'm yeah, silly like and immature. That was, that was fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's what I chose. Um, and if you guys have uh, other oh hell yes moments, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up at hell yes girl on Twitter and at hell yes girl on TikTok. And make sure you go on, rate, review, subscribe anywhere that you can. Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, or Overcast, or wherever the 20 places that we're streaming is, are, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, next episode is titled, And Nanny Makes Three. Mm, what's that one about? Looks like possibly... Morgan is out of the hospital and they got a nanny for, you know, for the baby. I mean, she's going to need one anyway because Todd is in and out and yeah. we don't know when he's he going to be leaving and coming back. Mm. That's how it's going to have to be. For the mm-hmm. time being. So until then, until next Wednesday, meet us back here. I am Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And we will see you then. Bye, guys. <laughs>